You're listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Hi, Merry Christmas to you. Welcome back into the Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show. This is Hour 2. My name is Greg Pancake Hill, the producer of the program and your host for the proceedings. Now, picture the biggest stage in the world. Now picture that stage being broadcast on national television. That is what the Greendale High School Band had to prepare for, among plenty of other things, as they were accepted to perform in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, this is a holiday radio show, by the way, folks. So let's get into the prep with a piece put together by Vince Vetrano, highlighting the preparation for the pep band and their starting path to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Check it out. At Greendale High School, the marching band holding a send-off performance. It's a 1 p.m. show at the football stadium there, free for anyone to come. Band is heading out this weekend, set to march in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Hence right. the name. The culmination of work that began months ago. Afternoon rehearsal, and it's the typical start. A lot of questions that come in every day. Broken instruments, are we outside? What bus am I on? Band directors Liz Parsons and Tom Reifenberg. Remember, Ms. Parsons talked to you guys about being shorter. Coming off Greendale's 18th straight state championship and readying a return to Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for the first time since 2016. There's normally 100, 150 groups that apply on any given year, and you just have to be chosen based on your creativity and your performance style, and they look for a variety of groups from a variety of locations across the country. We will not do the run-on today, though. Well, maybe we will once. Parade is two and a half miles, and we are doing Hooked on a Feeling, a big, big favorite from everyone trying to get the crowd to sing along and, and really enjoy it. The star performance we are doing, I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. And with the same performance style in mind of trying to appeal to a really wide range of audience members in that in the, the televised part 45 million people around the world that are watching this event it's a little nerve-wracking like to be on such like a big stage and like really goes to show like how good our program is and how much we all work to kind of preserve that standard of greatness so. That's Samantha Saranek, senior in color guard. Fellow senior Ari Scheuer plays the marimba. Feels like the band is ready for this big stage. I'm very excited. It's the first time I've ever gone to New York, so being able to do that with like the biggest parade on earth and participate in that, I think that'll be a lot of fun. It's why they put in the work. The band first started playing this music in spring. Right now it just sounds like, ah, I think this is enough sharp. For a lot of these kids, it might be their only time, their first time, their only time ever going to this huge city that they've seen on TV and in the movies. So it's our job to make sure they're prepared before leaving here so that in New York City on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're not even thinking about the parade stuff and the performance part. They're just enjoying being there. Because it's a whirlwind when they hit NYC, Broadway show, Rockettes, 9-11 Museum, Statue of Liberty, and then starting Thanksgiving Day, 
in the middle of the night. They run all the bands through the actual performance star at anywhere from 2 to 4 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. So the kids are up at 1 a.m. going down to the to 34th Street, Herald Square to practice. Practice that one final time before the biggest performance of their lives. In Greendale, Vince Vetrano, WTMJ News. The audience will really dig it. The audience will very much dig it. NBC, of course, has the parade. So locally here on TMJ4, Thanksgiving morning, 8.30 our time is when the broadcast begins a week from today. So the band performs Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock at the high school. It's free and open to the public. I still don't have a number. Like everyone's, well, when are they going to win? You know what time about, you know, because folks are kind of in and out on the parade. Is there a way to post that before it happens? I think we'll get that before the parade. Cool. So I will be heading out to New York. My daughter is Ah. one of the dancers in the parade. You go to Washington, D.C. to cover a story. Now you're covering the Greendale Marching Band. So we'll be out there. Whole family's going to be out there. So So you're covering it for us? Sure, I will. (laughs) I will report back to you. Band's going to be busy the first couple of days. We just got word yesterday, there was a big meeting, that uh, NBC is interested in following them around a little bit ahead of the performance. So might see them on national TV even before Thanksgiving Day. Coming up, stay tuned. They prepped. Now it's time to actually play Greenell High School's performance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from an insider perspective. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show presented by Heiser Automotive. All right, the plane has taken off. They are in New York. How did it go? What was the preparation like leading to the performance? And ultimately, how did they look on national television? Vince Matrano brings you the finished piece of the Greendale High School Band in New York City in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Eight forty-six on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're going to show this weekend and see. I think it might be opening night for a Christmas Carol at the Paps yeah, Theater this week. Yep. You and I will leave my house seven thirty show. You're gonna leave your house at six forty-five, right? No, no earlier. I'm gonna like my the wheels of my car will hit downtown Milwaukee sometime shortly after seven p.m. We will, in that time, I may drop my wife off at the front. I'll probably park for zero dollars. I'll get in. We'll have a comfortable seat at beautiful Paps Theater. Yeah. It'll be all good. The exact opposite of any experience you can have in New York City. <laughs> all of the opposite. I'm bagging on New York a little bit today. I, I think it's an amazing American city. I'm super glad that my daughter goes to school there. It's very exciting. It's a really super exciting place. So all, all good. Like I'm, not bagging on New York, like, don't ever go there. It's terrible. Like, just kind of not for me long term. We're just back with the Greendale High School marching band that was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hope you had a chance to see them. They did a great job Looked in their great. performance. But I am just, like, have various musings from several days now, again, back from the big city. And I've been there a bunch of times, usually for work. And my primary complaint, having gone there for work, whether it was to do stuff with the Today Show or other things, was just it's so hard to get anything done in that town and in fairness not all of new york city is manhattan 
Sure. And not all of Manhattan is Times Square. Like, there are varying levels of insanity. Yeah, Times Square is the exception, isn't right. it? In fact, my daughter who lives there now, she goes to school there, and she's like, because my, my son was not having it. Young Max Vetrano, not interested in no, New York. No, thank you. Declared upon arrival home, I never have to go back there again. <laughs> like, okay, buddy. Like, I got you. But, he, you know, my his older sister did say to him, like, you guys were in Times Square so much because of what you did. That's where our hotel was. Yeah. A lot of the band activities were just like, that's not indicative of the whole even Manhattan experience. You know, where her dorm is on the, I guess, Upper East Side or thereabouts. Certainly uptown is different. You know, like a lot of different spots where it's like, oh, all right, this is okay. It's, right. The buildings are big. There's traffic, but it's not insanity all the time. But, man, that town wears you out. I felt like I have spent the entire several days with the same feeling that you have when you're going to the airport where you wake up with anxiety. You're worried about this. You're worried about getting out the door. You're worried about getting in this. Gotta line. go. Gotta go. Gotta yep, go. Yep, gotta get in this line. Gotta get that. Hurry, 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 hurry. And you get through your thing and then you sit there and wait forever. But then you hurry again to be at. Th- so you're just spending the entire time you're there in queue, queuing up for this. <laughs> Getting in line for that, being herded over here for this. But now as a tourist, yes, right? Yes. But maybe not for a No, for folks who live who there, they there. just go about their business yeah. and they look at you and laugh and whatever. The other thing about New York is from the moment you step off the curb, you are hemorrhaging money. It's just like <laughs> bleeding out of you. <laughs> just melting your just, wallet. It's just flying out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a cartoon. It's just... <laughs> Those are the dollar bills just <laughs> yeah. flying out of your clothes. Their wings on them as they fly away. <laughs> right, flying right. away and laughing yep. at you on the way back. I mean, we had to watch a Packer game there at the hotel bar. Like, where else are we going to go? <laughs> I think we had two drinks, my wife and me. It was like 100 bucks. There you go. Yep. It's nuts. And not yep. to be some sort of Wisconsin no. rube, like, complaining, well, right, so things are sure expensive here, but a pastrami sandwich was $29 <laughs> at Carnegie. Like, <laughs> a sandwich, man. <laughs> A sandwich. I've never had a sandwich worth 30 bucks. <laughs> $30 sandwich. I mean, it was real tasty. Every time you need to go somewhere, you're like, all right, we're not going to take a cab because that'd be 50 bucks. But then there's five of you. You all get on the subway, three bucks a pop there. Yep. Three bucks a pop to get home. Mm-hmm. Now you're at 30 bucks anyway, just taking the subway. Like you just hemorrhage money the entire time you're there. That was another random musing I had from there. It sounds like it. How was the parade? So do you want to hear about the parade <laughs> yes, at all? Yes, you were there because to see it up close would be neat. Why the Greendale High School Marching Band, led by Tom Reifenberg and Liz Parsons, is a 19-time Wisconsin State champion. They are about to rule the parade with a jazz-style rendition of I Just Can't Wait to Be King. So there they were being introduced on NBC. That's cool. That was Hoda yep. saying their name. That's she said our band's name. That's cool. Right. And from, she didn't say Glendale too, which is great. Right. She didn't mispronounce <laughs> it or anything. She even got Rife's name right. Reifenberg and Parsons. The names were right. The kids did a great job. It was a super performance. Listening to uh, Tom Reifenberg, director of bands, talk about you know his assessment of how they did. Said just nailed it. Crushed the performance. Live TV. That was great. Mev's Rocky getting there. They had to do that performance. What you saw on TV, they had to perform, and we talked about this last week. They had to perform that in their rehearsal slot, and they don't really move those around. It was pouring rain at 11 p.m. Tuesday night when they had to do that whole thing, moment by moment, and do the. My daughter, so this is the reason we're there. My daughter is in the dance line at band. She said there were some kids up to their ankles in water. Oh, my gosh. A number of band instruments got, got damaged beyond playability. 
The activities director had to go out to local music shop and rent some instruments for a few things. Wow. And yet they survived and made it through. And then they get to, you know, performance day. Band, you're about to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So here is young Olivia Vitrano on what that was like. Really early for at least the dancers and color guard. We had to get up around like 3 a.m. to do all of our hair and makeup. So it was pretty chaotic, not the most fun morning being up so early, but once we got going, got on the buses, it started to kick in that we were really excited. And then you were end up in Central Park or somewhere around there? Yeah, I think so. As far as you know? As far as I know, that's where we were. What was... Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there at that. So they don't know where they are. They're on this bus. You get off here, you get off there, right. And they marched the two and a half mile parade route that... Uh, Ends with the show that everybody saw. But on the route, uh, Livia said it was really kind of interesting. Like, you know, what did you hear? Every little corner you turned, there was Green No people. And then what about the other people? There was a lot of cute little kids, though, that would wave and yell Happy Thanksgiving, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. And then once people realized that we were from Wisconsin, they would start chanting cheese. <laughs> what do you mean they would chant cheese? They would just, they would see, they're like, oh, my God, they're from Wisconsin and just start chanting cheese. <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool. Okay. People kept asking us, too, wow, it must be nice here. You know, a lot warmer than wherever you were. Mm. Not really. The <laughs> forecast is about the same. Where do you think yes, Wisconsin is? Okay. Like somewhere north of Canada? Mm. Like we're not Alaska. So uh, what was it like seeing the balloons up close? See, I thought they were, my daughter said, oh, they're so big, like in person. I thought they were smaller. They look small? Like so many things in New York when you go there. The Rockefeller tree. And I'm bigger than our tree that we got down here. Right. Just everything looks bigger on TV. Correct. I thought they looked smaller. And also up close, like you can see the, the battle scars. Oh, Snoopy was all patched up in places where he'd been ripped <laughs> oh, so before. It oh, yeah. It's all kind of ugly there, of yeah, course. There's right? like patches on them and stuff. <laughs> a number of the balloons, as they made their way past us, there must have been a low-hanging tree on the, I guess, whatever, their left side. Because a number of the balloons appeared damaged on the left side. Really? Like parts of them had been deflated. They retired the cat in the hat one, right? Didn't see him. Yeah, right? I saw because yeah. yeah, I saw actually. I was there when it happened. It hit that light pole and it hit like three people. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, okay, it right. was not. It was not good. <laughs> so yeah, up close, I thought the balloons were less impressive than they are on TV. Uh, so when they actually are playing on the star, there's no way you can see that. Like who actually sees them perform on the at the star? It's like so the people that you see on TV in the background, those are all Macy's people, like execs and oh, whatever, okay. and they get to bring their families. And I think they do a contest in Macy's. Like some store employees get to come okay. and be there, but it, there is a limited number of seating that's exclusive to Macy's. The crazy thing for the performers, for the kids, what they're looking at is nothing. It's all cameras. Ah, sure. So there's right, no right. crowd okay. out there. Their back is to that crowd the whole time. Hmm. Other thing to see was like famous people. So, you know, just that's the other, that is a cool thing about New York. Like think about. Anyway, who was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Now, we didn't see Cher go by. She must have just done her performance on the star. Okay. But some of these... She you know, ain't riding in no parade. <laughs> the Broadway stars, you know, ride in the parade. Um, let me see. Belby of DeVoe was there. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Pentatonix was there. Right. There, There they are. They're in the parade, waving at you. You know, happy Thanksgiving. They're yelling stuff. That's cool. Think of when we have the holiday parade here. Who are the celebrities? Hey, there's are? Susan Kim. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> there's you, the right? <laughs> When I was a kid, Paul Joseph always yeah. did the 4th of July parade hey, in, in Tosa. And it was like, hey, there's Paul Joseph. Here's like, you know, the biggest stars of yeah. the big stars. Yeah. Walked by Carson Daly one day. Was like, yeah, it's Carson Daly. He was just walking the opposite direction. My daughter's like, what's he doing? What, what? I'm like, 
Uh, he just left work. Rockefeller Plaza is right over right there. there yeah. So he's just walking like anybody else. That's cool. Um, let me see. Other brushes with fame. You know Andrew Reynolds? He's uh, in shows and stuff. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, he would be familiar to you. My wife, right, she was pointing him out. She's like, oh, I love that guy. So I, I'm like, let's go talk to him. No, we can't. Like, <laughs> he's just a guy. I'm like, hey, Andrew, hi. How you doing? Did you really? Oh, yeah. good for you. Uh, let me see. My daughter saw a couple people. Well, I heard that when people went to the bathroom, they saw Pentatonix. Um, I was really jealous because I didn't go to the bathroom, and then they came back and realized they saw them. We thought we saw Lindsey Sterling, but it was not her. We but you laughing. did see Miss Miss America. Oh, we from saw Miss America, which was really cool. Thank you. Yep. got a picture with her, and she was so nice. Grace came by in yeah, her thing, awesome. and I'm yelling out, "On Wisconsin, Grace!" <laughs> <Grant>! <laughs> That's ours. She's ours. She's super cool. So she spent some time with the band kids, which was great. And what what made me so happy about what my daughter said about her, she was so nice. She was she's so nice. She's like so smart. She's like a nuclear physicist or something. That's right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she is. So super cool. Great experience out in New York. Definitely glad to be home. listening to wisconsin's morning news holiday radio show presented by heiser automotive you're listening to wisconsin's morning news holiday radio show presented by heiser automotive And Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much for spending part of your Christmas holiday with us on WTMJ and Wisconsin's Morning News. My name is Greg Pancake Hill. I'm the producer of Wisconsin's Morning News and your host for our holiday radio show. Now, when you think of an actor in an enterprise role, there's plenty that come to mind. But then there's Reese Madigan in the role of Bob Cratchit in A Christmas Carol. Reese has been playing this role for over seven years, and he joined Wisconsin's Morning News to talk about his time playing the role, the privilege he holds to it, the respect he has for the Christmas Carol story and the character of Bob Cratchit. Here's Reese Madigan on Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano and Eric Bilstad talking about his time as Mr. Cratchit. Milwaukee Repertory Theater's A Christmas Carol playing now at the historic Paps Theater, Milwaukee tradition, nearing 50 years back on stage. Milwaukee Rep Associate Artist Reese Madigan is with us this morning in studio, a man who has played father to dozens, if not hundreds, of children <laughs> over the years, including both of my daughters as Bob Cratchit. So good to see you, Reese. It's a pleasure to be here, Vince. Thanks so much for having me. So how, how fares your young son, Tim, on this fine day? <laughs> He's fine. I'm going to go see him in a few minutes. Oh, and, wonderful. Um, you know, we're going to have a couple of shows today. So yeah. in the early stages, I'm coming what sort of is the official opening night on Friday, but uh-huh. you have a couple of these sort of soft launch shows. You did the show for family on Tuesday? We did. We had a, we had our family preview, which is a nice warm house uh, packed with people who, who love us. And, uh, and it was a wonderful response. And then we had a preview last night and we have student matinee and another preview tonight so we'll really be we'll be in the groove by the time opening night so i mentioned reese you know both my girls both ella and olivia were were cratchit girls in this production over the years and they were excited to know that i would see you this morning but how many years in this particular role for you 2016 was my first time as bob cratchit so i've been i've been i came in on the ground floor of this new incarnation and so you deal with those young performers, you know that, and I, what, I, what I valued about their experience so much is how many, those of you who are so well accomplished, 
treated the young performers in your cast. You, first of all, had high expectations for them. They were to act like anybody else. But also, man, it takes a special kind of person to handle their energy and herd those cats. Well, I mean, it's a fine line because you want them to have as much fun as they possibly can have. And at the same time, you know, uh, execute the job as an actor and, and be able to, to do all the stuff that we rehearsed. And, but, it, but part of my job is really making sure that they have a good experience. And obviously in the audience it shows because we look like a family. But more importantly, it's, it's, it's letting them in on some of the wonder that theater, that theater can be. I certainly feel it through their eyes, and I feel it every time I step on the stage of the Pabst. How do you renew the energy behind your role in, in a repeat like this, that it's been years that you've been this character? Do you, do you change things up every year, or do you get different direction from Mark, or how does it work? Well, you know, I mean, the idea is, as an actor, you sort of have the blueprint of what you're going to do. Everything is, is rehearsed and planned out because the technical requirements, especially on this show, are so specific. But, but as an actor, your job is, is to... The, the part of the thing that you do that you train for and you work your whole professional career is to try and make it appear as if for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's where the art comes in, you know, on, a, on an early morning when you're rubbing sleep out of your eyes. How do you, how do you all of a sudden do that? And that's where the, that's where the work and the technique and the, and the training and come in. But it's a privilege to do, especially this play more than any I've ever done uh, because I'm a steward of a tradition more than I am an actor of a show because that – Family's been coming here for almost fifty years, and I often greet them and thank them as they're as they're as they're leaving the theater. And to see grandma and grandpa and mom and dad and the kids coming out is is so touching. Knowing that we've been a part of many families for that long, so they've had many different bobs, not just me. I'm a steward of this. <laughs> yes, role, you know, bigger than I. Am. Stay tuned, more from Reese Madigan coming up, where he describes his time at the Milwaukee Rep, the talent he's had an opportunity to work with, and the respect and high regard he holds everyone to. Stay tuned, Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show rolls on right after this. You're listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. You're listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Talking with Reese Madigan, he is uh, Bob Cratchit in this year's production of A Christmas Carol with Milwaukee Repertory Theater. So a number of people have played Scrooge in your time as well. I think by my count, it's at least three, right? Indeed, yeah. So is it different working with each Scrooge? Matt Daniels is in the role once again this year. Everyone has a little bit different take on that character, too. Yeah, and that's part of the joy as well, you know, what Matt brings to it. is different than, than the folks that have, have played him before, each ably and wonderfully in their own way. And uh, what I love about Matt is he, is he is so very present and with me every second uh, that we're in there together. Uh, even when he's being terrible to me, it's a, it's a joy to be on stage <laughs> with him because Scrooge gives Bob a very hard time in the beginning of the play. What people probably don't know about performers is if you're going to invest in that role, you have to give yourself that emotional roller coaster. And particularly in the role that that you play and that Matt plays as Scrooge, man, there's a lot. There's happiness, there's joy, but there's sadness, there's anger. There's so many things in there. And that's an emotional roller coaster every night that you have to run yourself through. And that's part of the joy of it is is I start the play off, you know, happy and carefree and then and then. There's that moment where, you know, in the first rehearsal of the of this incarnation, you know, Bob is the face of grief that Scrooge sees to crack his heart. And it's my job to give him that. And that's, you know, as difficult emotionally as it is, that's part of the joy because I do that nine times 
a week, and that's and that's part of why I got in this to to do this in the first place is to be able to to push myself in that way. You know, we're talking with Reese Madigan. He plays Bob Cratchit in A Christmas Carol. Let's talk a little bit about the beautiful Pabst Theater. And it's such a wonderful place to see that production anyway. And you mentioned the set as well. In this incarnation, it is so intricate and it is really a very important part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And the Pabst is, it's such a privilege. You, you Rarely does an actor get to play a historic stage like this. And even we have, we have microphones. Everybody is going to have no problem hearing any of the actors in the show. But you can stand center stage in the Pabst and somebody in the way back of the balcony, which is 1,300 seats away, can hear you talking in this tone of voice. The way this theater was constructed is, um, is miraculous. You know, Reese, I asked this of Carol Meekins of TMJ4 News, who's retiring today. It's her last day on the air. Goodness. And as a person who grew up here, I told Carol how much I appreciated people of, of her talent staying here in my hometown yeah. and, and plying her trade. Someone who does what you do could do this anywhere in the country, and you're not here because you're not good enough to be somewhere else. Why have you chosen to stay with the rep and to continue doing your work here in Milwaukee? I mean, I've, I've, I, I have indeed worked all over the country, and I've been on and off Broadway, and I think that the, that the level of talent in this community, the people who have chosen to stay, is as good as, as is better than anywhere else that I've been, just in terms of of the talent of the actors and the artisans who work, who create the props and the costumes and, and, and the amazing painters who, who can, who can paint the sets. I mean, this, this theater to me is second to none in the country. And of course it attracts people who are this talented. And I have friends here that I've known now for almost 25 years. And, uh, and I love dearly. You know, I'm glad you mentioned all the folks who work behind the scenes. I was sharing the story with you and my daughter, Olivia was, uh, one of the Cratchit girls, she was the first to wear, and you will, you will see it in this production, I imagine. The, is the purple dress back? Yeah, yes, sure so is. You will see a little girl in a purple dress, and Liv was the first to wear that dress. And when I took her to her costume fitting at the rep, there were so many of the people in the costume department who were in the wardrobe department who were around, and someone whispered in my ear, this is the first time they're seeing someone wear their dress. Yeah that they created for this role and the pride they all took in that important work that they do just really touched me. It's a work of art. You know, that dress is a work of art as is every costume, as is every set piece and prop are created by artists and artisans. And you mentioned, uh, you know, New York and Broadway and things. I saw my first Broadway show ever when we were out there with uh, Greendale high school and man, we, talk about how great our theater is here. The th we were at the winter garden, which I'm sure, you know, sure. and, but it struck me as, I think it was only a few hundred seats bigger than the Pabst Theater. And, you know, when you think about all the amazing things that have played out on that stage, Broadway is still a special place. I recommend seeing a show there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As we were talking about, I, my, my first professional equity show was, was with the guy who plays Doc. We were brothers in Henry Four Part One and Two. So it's a small world in the theater that keeps getting smaller. Uh, what excites you most about this year's production? Anything in particular that you you just can't wait for people to see? It's you know what? It's seeing the faces of the people who come to see the shows. It's the audience. It's being part of this tradition in this community that is so special to so many people. It's it's a privilege unlike any other play I've been able to do in my career. Reese Madigan is Bob Cratchit once again with Milwaukee Repertory Theater. Great to see you, Reese. Appreciate Thank your time so today. Much, Can't wait to see the show on Friday. Milwaukee Reps, a Christmas carol on stage now at the Paps Theater. Tickets at MilwaukeeRep.com. The show runs through Christmas Eve, as always.
listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. You're listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Christmas time means traditions. And whatever your tradition may be, we have our own tradition here on Wisconsin's Morning News, and that is the Christmas blessing from Milwaukee Archdiocese Archbishop Jerome Listecki. The tradition continues as His Excellency joins the program to talk about his Christmas message and blessing, as well as dropping a little news about his future in Milwaukee. Here's our conversation and Christmas blessing with Archbishop Listecki. We were, we were joking before, kind of a short changer on, on Advent this oh, year. Oh, absolutely. You know, Shorter season. About? Yeah, fourth Sunday Advent, and all of a sudden Christmas. <laughs> right. How many uh, Christmases does this make for you in your tenure? Fourteen. So it was installed of bishops in um, 2010, but you know, actually, I was here uh, ahead of time. Sure. So this will be my 14th year as, as Archbishop coming up. I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. We were in New York. My family was uh, at a band kid who was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. But my, my son and I, when we were walking around, had an opportunity. I had not yet been in St. Patrick's Cathedral. And what I love is they have it open. Did you say, oh, Cardinal Dolan? Well, you that's, you, you what, I, that's what I was thinking you? about you, you Cardinal you Dolan. You should have uh, knocked on that door and should have said, hey, I, I was one <laughs> hey, of yours. I know him. No, 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 I know him. It's okay. How would that have gone right. for me? Pretty good? <laughs> right. Your fabulous predecessor here. But right, that's why I was thinking of you. It's been 14 years. Yeah, a long time. But 14 great years. The Archdiocese of Milwaukee is in tremendous position right now. Great shape, high morale. So we got to keep on praying that we stay that way. What are you thinking, 14 more, you think, before you go? No, I actually, I actually, in March, I submit my resignations. That's canonical. So Why, what do we do? You have to do that. You'll be, <laughs> I'm leaving. You're abandoned. No, uh, what happens is the Pope in Canada law, in terms of the governance, accepts the, the resignation. He does so for all of them. Our friend Dolan will be nine months after me. Cardinal Supich in Chicago is a week after me. So we submit our resignation. The Pope accepts it and then sends back usually the three Latin words, nook and tunk, which means now until then. So you, you stay in place until I replace you. And so it could be three months, could be six months, could be a year, could be two years. I mean, you just don't know. Milwaukee Archbishop Jerome Lestanke is with us this morning as we focus on Christmas. Impossible not to think about what's happening in the Holy Land and the continued strife between the world's major religions once again. And here we are. We keep repeating this story. Major strife between the, basically the Jews and the, the Muslims. I, as a Catholic and Christian, I kind of smile because Bethlehem, which is right in the center of it, has the, the person who is the Prince of Peace. So it's so contradictory to the real message of Jesus Christ to have you know, that conflict going on. However, at the same time, it's a reminder to all of us that there's only one source of peace, basically the peace that God brings. And for we as Christians, that's very obviously through the person of Jesus. So to stay close to Jesus, to embrace him and his message is important not only for us and our families, but important for everybody within our community. Is that your Christmas message this year? Is that well, tied to that? And my Christmas message is one of peace. I think we're all looking for that. You know, we've got the Holy Land, Gaza, you've got Ukraine. You know, I was in Poland for 10 days, visited the shrines there, and of course encountered a number of Ukrainians there were over 3 million Ukrainians who have been displaced and have come into Poland. So the uncertainty of the world, even in our own country, are all looking for that sense of peace, that wholeness. 
What is your Christmas schedule? Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Where where will folks? Well, nobody find you? wants the Archbishop for Christmas right. Day. So you know, just <laughs> right. that, they want their own. That's the real. Thing, yeah. It's the real truth, and I can say it now since I'm coming close to retirement. But the two days that you don't want the Archbishop is Christmas and Easter. Those are the two days you don't want. And why? Because most of the time, the community when they welcome basically its leaders, they want coffee, they want a gathering, mm-hmm. they want this, and so the poor pastor who's trying to make sure the church is decorated, make sure everything gets all set. And Enough so, pomp and circumstance, it, it, right? right? Yes, already. And, already. and so it, it, all the other days are more impactful for me in, in, in everything I do. And for Christmas Eve, in the pastors, sometimes pastors have gotten sick, so I was called immediately. So that's fine because there isn't any prep for it. I just go, go ahead and do it. A priest can celebrate three masses on that day. So I will celebrate two additional masses. And, and one, of course, will be for the intentions of the archdiocese. How do you think it would be received if the final song with the choir at the after the midnight mass was like all i want for christmas is my two front teeth like would that go over well <laughs> yeah I, would that I, be responded well, to well I, I don't think so it kind of would take away from the real sense of uh, that or santa claus is coming to town yeah. <laughs> that one yeah, yeah. Okay. looking one, for yeah. something more <laughs> you do want something that literally focuses more on, on the reason for it you all you want for christmas is my two front teeth i mean if, if that's all you want for for christmas you're shortchanging you know the whole idea of christmas so hopefully it's something like the hallelujah chorus or, or something which kind of lifts people's hearts so that they go out and they w- want to live that message of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. What was the Latin you taught us until then? The... Nocatunk. Okay. Well, yeah. Nocatunk. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> Lucky Archbishop Jerome Listecki with us today on WTMJ. Merry Christmas. Take care. God bless. You're listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. listening to Wisconsin's Morning News Holiday Radio Show, presented by Heiser Automotive. Got to admit, something I'm disappointed did not, I don't know, catch fire. There were some embers, there were some sparks, but it never really caught fire was the animals in the tree story. So disappointed. Which we thought maybe we were onto something, like maybe this happens all the time. We had like two in a week. So we thought maybe this would be an everyday occurrence. So these would be folks who brought in the natural Christmas tree, either from the tree lot or chop it down yourself, brought it into the home. And then much like in Christmas Vacation, right, National Mm -hmm. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, what was that, squirrel, right? There's a squirrel in there, yeah. But this has happened to actual people. So the first time it happened, it was actually a fake tree. And the lady has dogs and cats that lives in her house. And she was working. She was working from home that day. And she heard a sneeze. (laughs) <laughs> come from the tree. Animal sneeze, like you know, yeah. like when your cat sneezes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just like that. <laughs> she looked, and it was not a cat in her tree. It was a possum. <laughs> no wonder it was sneezing. The dust probably. Probably. I'm not used to that. <laughs> so anyway, she didn't know what to do. She posted it on uh, TikTok, and eventually she was able to get it out of her house. She said it was actually very nice when she finally got it out. She said it smelled horrid, but otherwise... Ugh. So that was the first one. So and you and she I, was surprised her dogs like hadn't got at it, right? Right. And she, she didn't know how, she had pets in the house. And you know how it got in there? Like it's not like they have doors open or windows open. My guess is a dog probably brought that <laughs> poor little thing in. The second one was in Kentucky, and uh, the tree had been up and trimmed for four days. This one was cut and brought in from outside. 
And a woman is out and about with her family, and she gets a phone call from the cleaning service. And the cleaning guy goes, hey, there's an owl in your Christmas tree. <laughs> no, there's not. I just came from home. Right? Why? No, there it is. And he sent her a picture. <laughs> yes. So it was there for four days. So that one he was able to capture and How safely. How did an owl stay in a tree in a residence for days without making any peep? That's the most amazing thing. So think about this. Okay, let's walk through this. Okay, so you see the tree. Okay. Then you cut it down. Cut right? it down. The, the chopping, the the sawing, the all the timber. Stuff. Yes. Timber. The kids yelling and squealing. Yeah. All right. So owl stays in it. Then you drag the tree to your minivan. Okay. Right. Then you're throwing the tree on the top of your minivan. You're tying it down. Then you're driving on the interstate for God knows how many miles. Owl's still in there. You're bringing it into the house. You're setting it up. The you know, dad's complaining. I can't get this thing it, set can't up. Can't get in the stand. Right? It. Can't, can't, Why can't we get a fake tree? You know all that. Right. Stuff. And then I think it's a little to the left. Right. Well, this is where it's <laughs> going to be. <laughs> just yeah. trim it. We got four hours just to put things in. Right. So <laughs> then they finally trim the tree. I've heard it can be like that yeah. in some homes. <laughs> Certainly not anything that we would be associated with. So anyway, then they're putting on the lights. They're arguing about the tinsel. They're getting all the ornaments up. And then, and then it's there for four days before a cleaning guy finally sees it. Psst. Hey, you going to let me out of here? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he said it was hard to get out. Like it kind of hid sure. in the inside once it realized he was going for it. You know what? For the for those who wanted to feel bad for Owl, that's on Owl. <laughs> right? Like I I, That's Owl. on Owl yeah. for taking that ride. So I guess, unfortunately, no other great stories of animals and trees. But on this Christmas, we hope that perhaps you find something warm yeah. and alive in your <laughs> Christmas tree. And if you do, report back to us immediately. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us on the Wisconsin's Morning News Christmas special. Hope you and your family are enjoying the holiday in every way. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas.